I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Anksed, and joining me. As always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. What you got for me? The great one. The best Ravens fan I know, Isaac Harris. Lamar All right, you have, Jackson. You have exactly I'm gonna put I'm gonna put a timer up. Okay. You have 20 seconds to talk about the Ravens. Lamar Jackson, legitimate the MVP. Dak Prescott, sorry, bro. You're not even in the conversation. It's a Russell Wilson versus Lamar. Lamar's head and shoulders head to toe over him and right now he's the uh, NFL he's the NFL version of Luka Doncic and I'm in love is that it I didn't even use all my time Ravens going to the Super Bowl let's do that oh that that noise probably gave a bunch of people like, <laughs> like PTSD with their alarm clock in the morning <laughs> there you go Ravens destroy the Rams but on the podcast, it is, it, it is fun. I mean, it's crazy that I've mentioned this before, but Luca and Lamar, there's so much similarities between the two. They're so exciting. They're literally taking over their respected leagues. I mean, it's by cool. storm right now. Everybody's talking about it. It's just, it's crazy to see both of these young guys become one of the faces of the league. And yeah, I mean, I'm just lucky that it's both of my my teams, but. It's it's fun. It's crazy, and how the excitement of watching somebody like like Lamar and like no way just did that again. It's like the same stuff, the same reactions I get watching Luca and here seeing Twitter just talk about Lamar. I feel like it's the same way to talk about Luca. It's just it's just a lot of fun. So anyway. my father in law said, "Yeah, I saw Luca the other night, and he hit this three that was just incredible. I couldn't believe that he hit it." And I was like, "Yeah, he'll do that." Like I've watched every minute he's ever played, and sometimes I just still just don't understand how he does some of the stuff he does. I love the casual NBA fans right now. Yes, that, you know, are that talk to you that you don't even know if they ever watched basketball before. But it's man, that Luca kid is awesome. It always feels like they think that you're discovering that at the same exact time that they are, right? Yeah. <laughs> so like, oh man, have you heard of this Giannis guy? Like. Have you heard of the Greek freak? Yeah, is man, I've watched him Giannis for six years. <laughs> I do want to. I've do watched wanna, him since he first tried a smoothie. <laughs> I do want to address something really quick for Mavs fans Ooh. when it comes to being protective of your team, and I get it. I we are we get protective of our team. Yeah, we get protective of fandom of saying, "Hey, I was there for Jared Cunningham." Okay, so where are you at, <laughs> Roddy like, B stands? You're not real. Don't be this fan. I I don't like those type of fans. Like, be welcoming. If people want to jump on this wagon and and cheer for Luca and be Mavs fans, welcome them with open arms. This is fun. Like, it, yeah, I mean, people are gonna love watching Luca and bring on more fat and fans to the Mavs. Let's try to convert people and try to instead of pushing them away. Come on. Unless they thought that Luca would have been a basic ten points, three rebounds player in in college, that's Ooh. the only exception to that rule, Isaac. Hey, I will give going back to football. I will give Booger McFarland the who is uh, the guy who was ca- calling Monday Night Football tonight. I give him mad respect because 
He said multiple times tonight because he was one of the major ones who said the Ravens should transition Lamar to a wide receiver. He tweeted that before. Yeah. So people's pulled receipts forever. But he said multiple times on the broadcast tonight saying, I was wrong. And I was one of those people who thought he should be a receiver. I didn't think he could do this in the pocket and pass the ball. And he's proven me wrong and a lot of other people. I'm like, we need more people like that. Rashad Phillips, yeah. where are you at, bro? Like, people, like just admit, you're not going to get everything right. But it's just... I respected that, that he just, he's like, hey, man, I'm wrong. I was wrong on that, and I love that he's proven me wrong on that. So, yeah, anyway. The, the Suns and the Kings screwed up that draft, and they get paid for like for this, to do this professionally, and they screwed it up. Maybe they can release a statement like the Knicks did about Jefferson. This is not true. We did not offer a contract for what Richard was it contrary to popular belief? <laughs> oh, it's great. Anyway, welcome. Try to convert people to uh, Lucaism, and yeah, we need to go evangelizing in Luca's name and <laughs> and convert people to Lucaism and bring them on. Okay, don't try to shun them away or push them away. We need to convert more people in the name of Dirk. <laughs> in, the in the name of Dirk. In the name of Luca and in the name of Mavs man. <laughs> That's the Holy don't, Spirit. Don't That's the Holy Ma- Spirit is Mavs Man. No, no, Mavs Man is not part of the Trinity. <laughs> and in, the, in the name of Dirk, in the name of Luca, and in the name of the city jerseys. <laughs> Speaking of which, on the podcast today, we're going to preview the Mavs game against the Clippers tonight. Massive game. Huge game for the Mavericks. Absolutely big litmus test. Absolutely big thermometer. Absolute big, what measures wind speed? Um... I don't know. I can't. I, think don't of, know. I can't think of what measures wind speed. <laughs> Absolutely huge. Uh, licking your finger and sticking it in the air to see exactly where this wind from the Mavs team is headed. Because the Clippers, I think uh, personally, I still think the Clippers are the best team in the NBA, even yes. though the, their record doesn't say it. And um, man, and their offensive defensive rate doesn't really say it either. But I still think that they're the best team when they're all together, when they're all assembled. I think that that five is going to be incredible and has been. So we're going to talk about that. And also, the city jerseys. The debut Mm. of the city jerseys. Tonight. The debut tonight and the court. All of it. The whole shebang. The whole enchilada. The entire neon-piped thing. Yeah. So many things. So ready. So Don't forget the art gallery either. That's happening tonight. Yeah, shout out to the art gallery. There's actually real artists that are going to be there. Skyler in Dallas is going to be there selling some stuff. So if you've guys Sweet. seen any of Skyler in Dallas' stuff, go support him. Go support you know local people. Go check out. You know, I'm sure it's on Mavs Twitter, Mavs Instagram, all that stuff. When it's going to be, go check it out. I mean, there's probably going to be a bunch of cool NBA stuff there. And if you're into you know putting NBA art on your wall, then go ahead and check that out. I, I there's there's a there's a local boutique. Um, I guess that's the best way to describe them. Called By Way of Dallas. And they're going to be uh, re- releasing an exclusive uh, partnership jacket with the Mavs. It's the retro green and stuff. Ooh. I, I've wanted some of this have by way of it? Dallas stuff for Yeah, I have. And I, it's on their Instagram. Uh, but I've been wanting know. some of their stuff forever. But it's one of these like very unique boutiques where you have to know people. Like you can't even get into their site to buy something without a password. And so anyway, I'm so intrigued by, I've wanted something from them for a long time, but I have zero connections to by way of Dallas. So if any of you out there have a connection to this boutique or this jacket or this, this green jacket, the one that says by way of Dallas on the back. 
Yeah, it's pretty dope. That is sick jacket. I like that. So, anyway, um, I know they're releasing that. I know a lot of times they have limited uh, quantity and stuff. So, um, anyway, if you have a hookup to that, I would love to know because I've been dying for this. Um, Ooh, they just posted on their Instagram story this, like, leather patch that has the old Mavs hat logo that says By Way of Dallas on it. That looks really cool. Let's go. Okay, that does look really good. With the 96 and... 48 on it what does that mean i don't know what that means so anyway yeah they're going to be there i i I want to say i'm pretty confident that kickstradamus is going to be there too um does a lot of custom shoes for players across the league it's going to be really cool Uh, yeah so that starts at four o'clock in uh outside the arena there in victory park go hit up that it's going to be a really fun night however you feel about the jerseys and your opinions on them it's going to be fun it's a different vibe they're legit throwing a party out before the game and brand new court that nobody nobody's seen before the jerseys are going to be crazy you know yeah however you feel it's going to be different Don't, and the best team's coming to town you're so. going to want to be there just to see how crazy they look because you're going to be the one that gets to see them in person for the first time that that's going to exactly. matter that's going to matter all right coming up let's get into the actual basketball of it the actual games and the mavericks play the clippers tonight and that's huge so let's preview that game coming up after this all right, Isaac, let's get into it. The Dallas Mavericks take on the Los Angeles Clippers. The Clippers currently right now are 12-5. and five. They have 110.7 net rating, which ranks 7th in the NBA right now. Uh, that's 7 points per 100 possessions worse than the Mavericks. The Mavericks have currently, I don't know if you saw me tweet this out earlier, the other day. Sunday night I was tweeting this out, and Tim McMahon, Tim McMahon suspiciously tweeted this out like, 10 minutes after I tweeted it out. So I don't know. Oh, Timmy. I don't know how I came about his information. And I know he doesn't listen, so he doesn't matter. He might listen. No. Tim McMahon doesn't listen to this. So the Mavericks currently have the best offensive rating for a team in NBA history. Two points per 100 possessions better than the Mav- than the Warriors last year, which was the best before that. The Mavericks currently have the best offense ever according to you know by efficiency which is just wild i know a mavs team back years ago that was also the best offensive team in the league <laughs> and they went out and traded for a veteran point guard this has been your thing <laughs> this has been your no thing. we're not talking about that on the pod okay um not to go back to it kickstradamus will be there and our buddy tyler upchurch will be there too does a lot of stuff on Twitter. oh shouts and yeah so shouts to you too bro but anyway sorry um what we're we talking about? The best offense yeah, in the so, league? So the Clippers the Clippers are, are seventh right now in, in offense, and they are currently tenth in defense, while the Mavericks are sixteenth. They've they've risen up to sixteenth, which is, is very which is awesome. If you're top fifteen in both, you're you're a good team. You're a real good team in the NBA. Yeah. If you're top ten in both offensive rating and defensive rating, you're a championship contender. That's just that's what it is. That's how it works. Yeah, I, I feel like you almost have to throw out a lot of the Clippers stuff because just one with Kawhi's load management stuff. One Paul George missed the first, what, 10 games of the season. Yeah. So throwing out a lot of stuff. And I kind of view the Clippers kind of like I do Kawhi. In, I think Kawhi's the best player in the league over LeBron and KD at the moment. But I don't think his stats or you know games played or any of that, that's going to prove it. 
it because he's going to set out things. He's going to have the load management and all that stuff. So it's kind of like the Clippers. I don't think that they will finish with the best record in the league, but I think they're the best team in the league. And when it comes to a playoff series, if they're fully healthy, I'm not betting on anyone beating them if they're fully healthy uh, at this moment. So I think they're the best team. I think Kawhi is the best player. And that's why the measuring stick for Dallas, um, this is it tonight. And it's huge. We're recording this around midnight central time um, going into Tuesday morning. So the only thing that we know right now is that Landry Shamit is out. He's been out for a while. And that uh, apparently Seth Curry is day-to-day. Maxie apparently is day-to-day with some illness issues. But um, we don't know if they're playing as of right now. We don't know what's going to happen with Paul George and Kawhi. This is, a, this is the first game of a back-to-back for the Clippers. And so maybe one of those guys sits. We're not sure as of right now. Uh, but we're just going to go with the assumption that they're both going to play. I think that's, that's how we're going to talk about this and frame this. So, man... Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Lou Williams, Montrez Harrell, and Patrick Beverly are on the floor to end the game. Who are the Mavericks throwing out there? Let's not let's not even worry about starters. Let's just go straight yeah. to the end. Who are the Mavericks? Who are the Mavericks? Junior's a starter. Throwing out there to to combat that death lineup of Kawhi, Paul George, Montrez, uh, Lou Williams, and Patrick Beverly. Yeah, well, I mean, I feel like you definitely got to go small. And, you know, you got to put KP at the five and KP and Montrezl Harrell. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell yeah. you, that that matchup is bad for Porzingis. It's it's not great for Montrezl Harrell, but it's not terrible for the Clippers either because they can defend on the perimeter and Porzingis isn't beating you down low right now. But Montrezl Harrell is going to move Chris Ops Porzingis' butt everywhere. He is just an incredible he's incredible at just getting space inside. In just very small spaces, he can find space and get to the rim. It's just it's wild. I did a video on it for Free Dawkins if you want to click my uh my profile and go check out that video. Yeah, in in some scenarios depending on who they would put out there with with Harold, you would put Dwight or Maxi out there because both of them have a better shot at just not, I don't want to say like guarding Harold because it's not like Harold's going to go out Just and put containing. 35 on you. But yeah, containing him. But in that death lineup for the Clippers, there's no one else for KP to guard. Yeah. So because you're not going to put him on Kawhi or Paul George, you're definitely not going to put him on Beverly or Lou Williams. So he's got to he's got to guard Harold at the late at the end of the game. If you want to go crazy, maybe you put him on Beverly. Oh, he's not shooting that well from three, and he can just guard him out on the three point line. I mean. That's true, I guess. That'd be so weird. Would um, be weird, but hey. But no, yeah, I think you put KP out there. You put Dorian Finney-Smith. Uh, it's weird, but Carlisle used Kristaps Porzingis to double Harden the other night, and it true. worked really well. That's a different different team entirely, but weirder that's things true. have been done. Um, I'm curious. How, I want to know what, what Dallas does defensively in this. I, I, I lean that you know Dorian's definitely going to take Kawhi. But after that, do they roll with Tim Hardaway on Paul George? Or do they roll with DeLon Wright out there? So at the end of the game, KP's out there, Dorian's out there, Luca's out there. So who's the who's the second two spots in second two spots? That don't make any sense. Nice try. <laughs> um, last last two spots. Um, I mean, you want to lean door? I mean, DeLon. To guard Lou Williams or something? I, I, I think since Tim Hardaway Sr. is going to be in attendance, according to <laughs> according to the great Derek Harper, he said it on the broadcast <laughs> in the Rockets game. 
I think Tim Hardaway Jr. is part of the closing lineup now. I think that all the thing, all the good things we've said about Tim Hardaway Jr., I think that after Dorian, he's the best perimeter defender that's, that doesn't defend guards like DeLon, right? That's crazy. Yes, if we're not counting, yeah, DeLon. It's so the, I'd have to... Yeah. I'd have to lean DeLon and Tim and Tim Hardaway because you they're gonna put Luca on Beverly. They're gonna yeah. put probably DeLon on Lou. On Lou. And then yeah, oh, probably gosh. you know Tim Hardaway on Paul George and Dorian on Kawhi and KP. Or and yeah, or flip them. That's that's t- that's a tough matchup. Either of those guys, Kawhi or Paul George on Tim Hardaway Jr. is a matchup nightmare. I think one of my biggest questions is who does the Clippers put on Luca the most? Yeah. Do they well, do they pest him with one. Beverly? Do they, you know, do they roll with? Because I could totally see. It. I mean, how much is Patrick Beverly going to try to get into it with Luca, and just be over the top with him, and just be over feisty with Luca, be yeah. in his grill? That is a given tonight, and you or, know the Clipper like yeah. Or does he know that maybe a future paycheck? With Dallas is available if the Clippers thing doesn't work out and he wants to save face and keep the relationship. Ooh, no, I don't think he cares about that. Because he knows he's not going back to Houston, so go ahead and do all you want to the Rockets. Like, hey. Yeah. You, buy, but, you buying that? Oh, also, it's in Dallas. And we know that his guy, oh, <laughs> no. super fan, is back and he's not banned anymore, so... Does that come into play? Does he maybe cool down a little bit because he doesn't want to get into it? I don't know, if Pat. Pat I don't think Beverly's Patrick Beverly thinks like that cool at all. <laughs> um, I don't think that's the thing that I don't think that's one thought that goes through his head. I feel like it's going to be a matter of uh, uh, the first half of the first quarter. Luca's going to be exchanging words with Pat Beverly. That's one of my ooh immediately like the like the Brad Beal thing. I think it's going to be right off the bat. They're going to put Beverly on him just to pest him just mess and just him. say, "Hey, just try to get in his head and see how he reacts to it." But yeah, I mean, I, I think Kawhi or Paul George will take him in the fourth, especially if Luca's heating up. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. So we came up with Delon Wright, Tim Hardaway Jr., Luca, Dorian, Porzingis. You wouldn't do, would you? So Tim Hardaway Jr.'s hot streak aside. Would you rather have Seth Curry starting than Tim Hardaway playing in that closing lineup than Tim Hardaway Jr.? Or because he's hot right now, we're sticking with Tim Hardaway Jr.? Despite all the things we've said about Tim Hardaway Jr. negatively so far this year. Um, Gosh, I mean, it's hard. I mean, I, I lean towards Seth naturally, but it's just, I mean, yeah, Tim Hardaway's been playing so well over the past three or four games. And, I mean, you saw Rick Carlisle after practice today. It's like very clear. This is... Tim is our starter, which in a way I've been kind of confused about kind of media attention around of making such a big deal of Rick has said he is our starter. He's replaced Seth. Like I talked to Seth about blah, blah, blah. I mean, we didn't really land on a starting unit until like last week. The, <laughs> so well, remember like, when, when Curry went down, we t- Carlisle said that he, I don't think you should lose a starting spot because of injury. And then all of a sudden in the last game, I don't think we talked about this too much. That Curry came back and Tim Hardaway Jr. still was the starter because he was playing well and he was so hot. And nobody thought about it because he scored 31 points and the Mavericks yeah. won that game against the Rockets. But Carlisle said that Curry was, Curry was going to keep his spot. That was the one spot we were like, oh, we kind of know this other starter now. Yeah, and now Hardaway's taking that over and he's proved that. So uh, you can't really deny that until uh, otherwise. But, yeah, I mean, Tim Tim has earned that spot right now. I agree. 
I agree. So he will be in that lineup probably, and that's going to be an interesting lineup to try and figure out. Um, all right, coming up, let's get into more of this Clippers game, more things that maybe concern us about the matchup with the Mavericks, more questions we have, more things we're going to watch out for coming up after this. But before we do, attention, past, present, and future my bookie players. That's literally everybody listening right now. If you are listening, you are either a past, present, or future my bookie player. During Thanksgiving week, my bookie is offering a risk-free bet on the Bears-Lions game. Simply choose a team against the spread for up to $250. If you win, congrats. You get extra holiday spending money. You get that $250 if you win, if you put all of it on it. If you lose, congratulations to you as well. My bookie will give you all of your money back that you put down on this game. It's a no-brainer. You literally cannot lose. It's no risk. It's all gravy. Doesn't matter whether you're an experienced player or a first-time customer. This is actually the the best time to go and try to go and try because you you can't lose. My bookie welcomes all to come and play. So quit waiting around and sign up today. And just log on to mybookie.ag, make your first deposit with the promo code LOCKEDONNBA, and mybookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar to jumpstart your bankroll, and that's on top of the risk-free bet. So, you go in there, you can make your first deposit, they'll match it dollar for dollar if you use the promo code LOCKEDONNBA, then make this risk-free bet on Bears-Lions, I'm like giving you guys money right now. That's a guaranteed deposit match, risk-free bet for Thanksgiving only. Make sure you do your part and support your team this season. You play, you win, you get paid. MyBookie.ag. All right, Isaac. So, besides that death lineup, what things concern you about the Clippers? I think we talked about one already. Who guards Luka? Um, (laughs) Who does Luka guard? Um, The other thing I think we're concerned about is who guards the other of Kawhi and Paul George. I think that's a huge thing right now. Yeah, I think Paul George is probably, um, I mean, Kawhi, yeah, like I said, I think he's the best player <laughs> in the league. But, uh, but I mean, I think Dorian will guard Kawhi, and uh, I'm more confident in Dorian's uh, defending abilities than, uh, than anyone else on the team. So, uh, yeah, I want to see this Paul George game. And uh, will Luca wear some Paul George shoes in this game? I mean, is is there a chance we could see some Maxi on Paul George like we've seen Maxi on Jason Tatum? I think there's a chance. I think they could give it a shot. I don't think it's ideal because Paul George is just a little bit different um, than Jason Tatum. Yeah, as far he's, as he's bigger. He he's, he's shoots from a higher level, I think. I want to know if they would lean more DeLon or more Maxi of two kind of different type of players. Yeah. But DeLon would be playing up a little bit. Max would be playing down a little bit to defend, uh, you know, a Paul George, a Kawhi type. But I want, yeah, I wonder, I think that's one of my biggest questions for this game. What is DeLon Wright's role in this game? Yeah. Because the Clippers have, have an offensive just powerhouse with Kawhi, Paul George and Lou Williams on the wing. And could we get, is this a 30 plus minute a game? for DeLon Wright in this game, it could be. Yeah, because besides Paul George and Kawhi, who we've talked about already, Lou Williams is a problem. He is a yeah. huge problem, and I think DeLon Wright will have to guard him most of the time because I guess you could throw Tim Hardaway Jr. on Lou Williams. I guess you could throw Brunson on him a little bit, but DeLon Wright's going to be your best bet. This is why they, they bring in DeLon Wright, is to guard you know guys like this. I'm looking through the, the schedule, and the Mavericks, the, the last time they really played a wing like you know, 
Kawhi or Paul George was probably Jason Tatum with the Boston Celtics, and that was, yeah. you know, six games ago. I mean, it's been a while since they've really matched. I guess DeMar DeRozan, too, but they just kind of let DeMar DeRozan go ahead and score, man. We're just going <laughs> to let everybody else not be able to score. That team is a mess. So, yeah, it's it's been a while, and it'll be very interesting to see, like you said, how Carlisle decides to and how he game plans against these two guys, Kawhi and Paul George, because... They haven't seen one of those guys like that in a little while, and this is a huge game. It's home for the Mavericks. It's on NBA TV. It's the city jerseys. It's all that, and this is massive. Are we, do we think that this is another game where Carlisle decides to make the rotation flexible like we've seen in a couple games? The Rockets game was one of those, but the, the Knicks game at New York was not a flexible <laughs> rotation game. I think it kind of depends on the game. I mean, I think if the Clippers are up by – you know, throw by 20 or if the Mavericks are up by 20, you know, if it's out of hand, I don't, I think he'll just stick to the normal rotations, but I think if it is close and it's a game, I I think he could do it. Yeah. Another thing to watch out for in this game with, with, you know, thought to rotations is the Mavericks have two days off after this and they play at Phoenix after that, which is another short flight. So the Mavericks could kind of go all out a little bit in this game and then, you know, get an actual, um, you know, get get some more minutes out of their guys because they get two full days of rest. I think that's pretty big. Going back to the Delon thing real quick, I think that I think we could also see him shadow Lou Williams with Delon. As far as mm. you bring Delon off the bench, whenever Lou Williams in the game, you put Delon right in the game. I, I could see that happening too. Interesting. Yeah, just to be the the Lou will. I wonder how much. I, <laughs> Do we bring back Courtney Lee? Has Courtney Lee been good on Lou Williams? Have we watched? It depends on the film. Have we watched who, the film on Courtney Lee? This could be a Courtney Lee game. Who's guarded Lou Williams the most? What questions do you have? What other questions do you have about the Mavericks offensively, or or do we have questions? I mean, you, you naturally lean to to KP in this of you know when when's gonna I'm waiting for the forty point KP game. I think mm. it's it's going to happen at some point. This could be and, a game if he gets if he gets hot from the outside. Yeah, and I think obviously for him to hit forty, it's going to be a game in which he, you know, he goes like six or seven of nine from three, something like that. He hits seven or eight threes and is, you know, I think he's improved. For me, I think he's improved all the past two or three games in the post, not just like making an actual move, but just decision making and some of these wraparound passes he's been making. I've been impressed by that. Is it an improvement where he decides not to go in the post more? Like, is that an improvement on decision making to to avoid those kind of shots? I guess I think he's avoided those kind of shots. Um, But I mean, everything starts and ends with Luca and I am so curious, kind of, kind of like the Houston matchup on this past, you know, this past Sunday of, all right, they've beat up on the small teams like they should have. It was first game recently going against an MVP-type candidate in James Harden. He goes into Houston. He outduels him. You're like, all right, dang. Like, this is insane right now for Luka. This is the ultimate test. We saw, we've seen him go head-to-head, to, head to head, there you go, with, with LeBron in Dallas and I mean, they were a crazy fluke, you know, three pointer from beating the Lakers. And how many how many losses the Lakers have right now? Two, three, three, I think. Three losses. I mean, that would have been one of the their four losses of the season. Two, if, two. I gave them an extra two. Um, and just yeah, they should have three of how that last <laughs> the well, end of that game played out. 
this Lakers team should have like six losses. They've they've just messed around in some of these games and pulled them out. But but yeah, I mean, and so it's not like he went against the LeBron and was totally overshadowed and yeah. got beat by twenty five. So we've seen kind of a LeBron, we've seen Harden, and now you're going against, in my opinion, the best player in the league, just won a title, best defensive guy, best defensive team, and best defensive wing duo, Paul George and, and Kawhi, and, I mean, the pest in, in Patrick Beverly. He's going to get everything thrown at him on Tuesday night. And if Luka goes out and has an, another insane game, and it looks the same as it has the past week, and he puts up a 30-point triple-double or near it, or he hits 40 again against his Clippers team, if we thought the national like talk shows was talking about Luka Doncic before, if that happens, it, it, like I'm sorry, like Trey Young's fans, y'all just quit Twitter, log out. I mean, it, it's if you don't like Luka, it's it's over at that point. But I'm curious about this, and even if I mean, what what's a is there a moral victory in this? Like, what's the amount of points yeah. to where if they lose to the Clippers that you're okay with? Like, you're happy not not happy, but yeah, like if it goes to overtime, are you are you satisfied with it? And like, oh, the Mavs gave it their best shot, and they had a chance, and they you know just lost. Yeah, in my mind, going into this, if the Clippers play everybody, they play everybody their normal minutes, nobody sets out, and if the Mavericks go in, if they lose by six to eight points, I'm still walking out of saying, dang, we hit, like we were right there with the best team in the league, in my opinion, and lost by le- less than 10, six to eight. This is something we can figure out. And you obviously don't want to lose by 20. Like, okay, then it's back to reality. Dang, was this kind of, what does this look like? If they come out of there with a win and this is six games in a row, watch out. I mean, you literally, I mean, I, we already are walking in. We're at the point right now, we're already walking into every single matchup with an expectation that we're going to be right there at it in the end, if not being able to pull pull away to win. And we haven't got, we haven't been at this point and this confident in a Mavs team in four years. A while. The, uh, Mavericks, yeah. the Mavericks have five losses. They're all clutch losses, meaning that the game was within five points within, you know, five minutes to go in the game. The Mavericks have had a chance in every single game they've been in. What if this is a game where they're not in it? What if they do get blown out by like 20 points? Luka struggles like he did in the Denver game again. Uh, where do you think that this, I mean, will, will everyone just completely flip on the season? Is it that, you know, uh, is it that toxic where it could just completely change? Is it that fragile where the fan base will completely turn on, on Luka, be upset about things? And I, mean, I hope fans would be a little bit more understanding about it because because of how good I mean I, I really do think Kawhi Leonard's the best perimeter defender that I've seen in my lifetime and I think Scotty Pippen's up there I think some of the yeah we could go all day talking about different guys but I think he's that good and if he locks in and he wants it and he takes it as a challenge to say I want Luka especially in the fourth and he locks Luka up in the fourth quarter if that happens you have to accept it. It's not a knock on Luka. Kawhi's did this against the best players in the world. So if they do go out there and lose by 20, this is the best team in the league. I, I'm i not walking out of this game unless, yeah, there would have to, I don't even know what scenario would have to happen for me to be like, holy crap, we totally overvalued this team. This is crazy because this is an amazing, this is a really, really good basketball team in the Clippers. And 
Yeah, I mean they're still and they're still trying to figure things out offensively with KP and stuff. So, yeah, I, I think, don't think I should. think the Denver game, the Rockets game, and then the Lakers game, since it was so close and they essentially should have won the game. I think those games help insulate a game like this to where there's not going to be as much, you know, the sky is falling after you know a game like this if they if they end up losing like we're like we're hypotheticalizing. <laughs> Just made that yeah. word up. Like like we're you know suggesting that it could happen. I think those games help insulate it to say this this team has been in games like this. They they deserve to be at the table. They deserve to you know be considered a playoff team. They deserve to be considered you know a playoff you know some a team that could make noise in the playoffs. Let's just stay there. And if they do get blown out, I don't think people will be as freaked out as especially the Knicks game. Those those were like oh, the gosh. ultimate freak out. I think that was like an eleven. I think if they get blown out by the Clippers, I think it might be a seven or an eight. Like ah, oh, we're upset about we're upset about this. You know, it's it's disappointing, but you kind of understand because that team's really good. How many? T- how long in the season are we gonna get? I feel like this it, to me. This is the new China thing of the the jet lag is. How long in the season and how far a record has to be down the road for people to stop saying, and that that's with two losses to the Knicks. Imagine <laughs> imagine if we didn't lose to the Knicks. We would be blank. Do you know? This many- so honestly, so remember how the Kings went 0-5 in October? Yeah. They went to India for preseason. No. Yeah. Are they using that? <laughs> they should be. Are they be. still using it? They should be if they're not. Well, because now they're playing well. Now they're what are they? They're seven and nine. So that means that they're seven they're seven and four since going 0 and five to start the season. Wow. The jet lag is <laughs> and real. they don't have De'Aaron Fox, so uh, but anyway. Yeah, the the, Ma- the but- Mavericks with those Knicks losses, those are just gonna be confounding losses for the rest of the season. Like we're I think the yeah. farther removed you get from those games, you're gonna look back and say how do the Mavericks lose those games? That just don't make it makes less sense farther away can, from it than in the moment. I can't wait until it's the end of the season, they and we're talking about playoff seeding. seeding yeah, and it they're like one win away <laughs> from being the like fifth seed. And how many tweets we get? Imagine if we won those Knicks games. Freaking freaking lose the damn. That's Knicks. what. That's without the Knicks. I mean, I question the Portland loss and the Lakers loss more than the Knicks losses. Of like, man, those oh. are like one one plays Can't, away. Can no, we go that, back? To, can we go back to the Portland loss because of the the challenge that we had in the Rockets game? We didn't talk about that the other day. It's where they changed the foul okay. to somebody else or something. We're over, but I don't care. So <laughs> the Mavericks, the Mavericks challenged the Portland call, or the, the Portland challenged that call at the end of the game. This is the Mavericks' what second game of the season, and Dorian Finney-Smith had the ball in his hands. It got slapped out by Damian Lillard. It was called a foul on the floor. And then the refs look back at it, and they decide that it's not a foul on Damian Lillard. However, it's just dumb. Dorian gets completely like destroyed on the and a second before that ball gets slapped out of his hand. That can't be called because they can't call something else. But in this Rockets game, a foul is transferred from Harden to Ben McLemore. They know a foul has occurred, but they don't know which player apparently, and so they just transfer it from Harden to Ben McLemore. So apparently, they can't review things. They were not called, but they can transfer because they know that a foul has occurred and it has to either be occurred or not occurred, and it can't come out of nowhere. It's just, man, they, to make it so complicated. I think somebody said this on Twitter to me. It's the it's the NFL catch rule in the NBA right yeah. now. Is this 
challenge thing. And apparently no coaches. All like. the national reporters are like, no coaches like this. Like, <laughs> like no coaches like the challenge. Which is it's like no one knows when to use it because if you got a player that's freaking out saying challenge it, yeah, then you don't want to yeah. like not support your player. But then if you use it, then you then what if you're in a Terry Stotts situation at the end of the game and then you need it and uh, well, it's dumb. And they review everything in the last two minutes anyway. So that's true. what's the point of doing it? So anyway, so any bring other it thoughts? Back. Yeah. Well, bring it back to your, your point about what happens on Tuesday night and freaking out and stuff. The Mavericks <laughs> are not the Cowboys. Okay. They're Ooh. not, the, they're not the Cowboys Ooh. in the sense of, Hey, we're going to beat the bad teams, but we're going to lose to all the good teams. That's they're not that team. They've been, the, they beat Denver. They're right there. I mean, I'm, we can't use Portland, but they're right there with the Lakers. Yeah. Uh, they just beat Houston out dueled Harden. So you can't look at it and say if they lose to the Clippers tonight and be like, oh man, no, they're not as good as we thought they were. There, there's plenty on the resume so far in this young season for to say otherwise. So uh, just enjoy tonight. It's going to be fun. Yeah. It's fun seeing. I wanted Kawhi and Paul George to play. I hope they do. And to see Luca against these guys and uh, yeah, I New Jersey's. Let's do it. I'm excited to Let's see them go. on the court. Let's go. Embrace the craziness, guys. We'll be back tonight. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom. Boom.